Our first reading today is from Acts chapter 20, beginning with verse 17. Now from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone out about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all of you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the world of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus now. He himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now read Psalm 23 responsively. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. 
Our epistle reading today comes from the book of Revelation, beginning with chapter 7, verse 9. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, as this Good Shepherd Sunday has arrived, uh, we again rejoice in God being our shepherd and also Him giving us some under-shepherds to guide us in our lives and living. You know, as we heard that first verse of Psalm 23, 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, as we read that, you know, we hear those words, but maybe we need to slow down a little bit. The emphatic part of that verse is the Lord, okay? He's the one running things, okay? He's the one doing the doing. The Lord is shepherding me is another way that you could put that. The Lord is shepherding me. If we were to think about that, that sounds like a real present tense thing happening, right? It's not just, you know, he's my shepherd, okay? But actually, it's he is working on us, shepherding us in an active way. Because, after all, a shepherd is an active person. If we were to visualize and understand the shepherd's job, with it dealing with a flock of sheep, we know that the shepherd always has to be vigilant, always has to be alert, is always caring and providing his support for the flock. So the Lord is shepherding me. I shall not want. Because the Lord is looking out for me, I shall not lack of things. Now, we attribute this psalm to King David, and we think that King David could have said those words, but yet, in some ways, we go, well, how would David have to say this? After all, he was the king of Israel. So what could he want for? Well, we only have to look a little ways into the life of King David to find out that he was wanting in much. Okay? He wanted a palace. He wanted a woman who wasn't his. He wanted that woman's husband to perish. He wanted to cover up his sin. He wanted many things. But the thing that God provided for him was his watchful hand over him. He allowed David to make mistakes. God allowed David to make mistakes. To want after the wrong things. But that didn't mean that the shepherd wasn't there. God was watching all those things. Helping and forming around David. Remember, God even sent the prophet Nathan to confront David. And then that sin which David had hoped would stay away from him was made known and he realized his own shortcomings. His areas that needed help. Isn't that what a shepherd does? Is provide for the sheep? Help them to see better their choices? To help them understand the consequences of their choices? Maybe we could even use the Lord is parenting me. How does that change our understanding of that verse? That the Lord is parenting me. He is helping me to make right decisions, to do what is good in His sight, He's helping to draw boundaries around me, saying, don't leave the yard when you're playing outside. 
He's saying to us, now don't go here, but do this instead. Isn't that what a parent's life is many times made up of? Drawing those boundaries around things that we really want to protect. Making sure that our children's health and welfare are taken care of. To know that they're dearly loved, even in the midst of their disobedience. And isn't that what God does for us? Even in the midst of our own disobedience, when we choose to walk in the dark places, when we choose to go down the shadow places, when we elect in our own lives to want things that we shouldn't want. I think that we all could say that we have done that, right? We have wanted things that we shouldn't have wanted. For an alcoholic, it's another drink. For a food addict, it's another meal. For those who love things, well, it's another purchase. What was it I read the other day that somebody had, you know, that kind of compulsion to buy things? And they were so much into hoarding, which is what we really would call that, that they had rented 27 rental units to store all their stuff in. Now, that's a problem, isn't it? And yet, they still didn't think their wants were met. You see, you and I, we want a lot of things, but those things that we want, like King David, are not necessarily what God wants for us. Many times we choose what we know is bad for us, even though we know better. We give in to that temptation. But the Lord continues his parenting and shepherding over us. Just like those moms among us that help us to see God's love through their actions, so also our good shepherd Jesus shows us what our heavenly Father is about. He helps us to understand the things that are important, that we shouldn't argue among ourselves upon who is the greatest, that we should be about loving one another as God has loved us, that, oh my, this is one now, that we love our brothers and sisters as much as we love ourselves, Okay, sometimes we grew up in competitive sibling rivalries, right? But yet we are called to love and set aside such things. You see, Jesus is our shepherd who leads his sheep, you and me, through the valley into his house. See, there's a purpose here, right? The Lord is shepherding me I shall not want. He's going to go and take me to all these places. He's going to guide me and direct me in my lives. He's not going to leave me alone. He's going to protect me. He's going to provide for me. He is going to whack away my enemies. After all, that's what a staff is for, right? To knock away those lions and those tigers and those bears to get rid of that serpent that slithers in. 
our shepherd is active in shepherding us. And Jesus, when we read these words of Psalm 23, as we hear those words and reflect upon them, we know that in this life, God is still present and active for us. And that he even went to the darkest of dark place for us. When Jesus laid down his life for the sheep, when Jesus laid down his life for you and me, when he laid down his life for the whole darn world. You see, where did Jesus go? He went down to where the devil dwells to proclaim his victory. He went in, his body went into a dark tomb. But yet, what Christ accomplished for us was our salvation, our forgiveness. He helps us understand that he defeated the devil even where the devil lives. He defeated death, our last enemy. And so you and I today, we have a shepherd who indeed will lay down his life for the sheep. He will lay it down for you and I. And then he takes it back up again so that he will guide us through the valley of the shadow of death. No longer is it a deep darkness of death ending in hell and torment and eternal punishment. But now because of our shepherd guiding us, it is now a mere shadow of what it was. Now our shepherd guides us. He takes us through that valley of the shadow and lo and behold, it's a new day at the end of that valley. It's a new place that we end up. We are with our shepherd. We are at his table. We are anointed and made known to the world that we are his people. And our cup of blessings just overflow and overflow. Now, that imagery of a cup overflowing, that always just kind of mesmerizes me because I love that concept. You know, not that I like to make a mess, although I do enough of that, but pouring something until it even overflows the glass or the cup, what a picture that is of our lives because God pours more into us than what we can even hold. That's the amount of blessings. That's amount of joy and gift that he gives to us. And so he walks us through this valley of the shadow to lead us to his banqueting table so that we can again see the goodness of our God. And that goodness and mercy we see in our lives here today because there are good things even among our sad wants. There are good things, gifts of children, gifts of friends and family, gifts of coming and worshiping a God who loves and is active in his work among us. 
He's not one that just stays up in heaven and thinks nothing about us, but who has done all things for our good. And our hope is, is that God will lead us through that shadow into his house forever. I don't know about you, but whenever I think of parents, I always think of home. The two are somehow entwined. That home is where my parents are. I don't know, maybe that's that way with you, but there's that connection. And if God is our shepherd, our parent, our good and heavenly father, then our place is with him in his house. Today we gather in his house in this space, but one day we'll be gathered with all his people in his huge mansion house, and we will all be singing his praises as we sang in This is the Feast a little while ago. So may you and I today cast our cares upon our Lord, for he loves and cares for us. He is the shepherd, the one who's active in shepherding and parenting us. And that, yes, he sometimes draws boundaries for us, but we should know he does it not to aggravate us, but because of his love for us his desire for us to stay out of the quicksands of this world and for us to walk with him wherever he leads, knowing that he looks out for us, that we need not fear those enemies of old, but now walk in the newness of life in which he's called us. So may you and I today rejoice. Rejoice, people, for God is with us. God is continuing to shepherd us. And for eternity, we shall not want. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.